On today's episode of Nerd Cognito, Mike is hung over. He's not just Mike, he's hung over Mike. We review two board games, taking a look at, yes, finally, Abomination, and the brand new Fantasy Flight Arkham Files game, Unfathomable. Not to mention, we get called some names via text messages on the Nerd Cognito hotline and take a look at the news. Nerd Cognito. Yes, here we are again with another week gone by and another episode of Nerd Cognito. I'm Ryan David. And I am just Mike. And hopefully we'll be able to hear just Mike this week. We're doing a little experiment so that I can uh, fix some of Mike's audio woes. <laughs> How are you doing today, Mike? You're looking rough. I feel just like I look. I feel yeah. rough. It's been a rough, rough evening. A rough day. Well. <laughs> You know, uh, we record this uh, in the evenings, usually, and uh, I'm winding down. It looks like you're just starting. I see your bitch on your lap. A bitch is always on my lap. I mean, I've done nothing today, and she has just laid down with me the whole time. She she is a cute puppy. My bitch is, well, it's not a bitch. It's a giant fucking dog that just humps my leg. He doesn't uh, sit on my lap, but... Uh, Interesting, he has no balls and has no sex drive, but boy, will he hump. He's humped your leg on occasion, too. Well, my, uh, my dog, she'll pump like her stuffed animals and shit. She'll hump them. Yeah. I don't get it. That's because there are dogs. I mean, let's let's face some facts here. Hey, this week we're finally going to get to Abomination. In fact, we're going to kick off the show with Abomination. We've been uh, punting it back and forth like a used alley hoe for the last two weeks. And uh, we definitely need to get to Abomination. We're also going to take a look on the other side of the news at possibly what I think is the best new game that I have played in the last year, at least, which is unfathomable. Now, I'm biased to the Arkham Files games, you know, my Lord Cthulhu requires that I be biased, but um, all joking aside, definitely an improvement on its predecessor, Battlestar Galactica, which was superb to begin with. So, uh, double board game week for real this week. We're not going to bump it at all. Hey, this week's episode of Nerd Cognito is brought to you by, well, no one. We need a new sponsor, and that sponsor could be you. So if you want us two assholes to put your product over the moon, just hit us up at nerdcognitopodcast at gmail.com and we'll get in touch. And come on, we're, we're, we're trying to spread the word, man. We are cheap. We, we're like $5 blowjob on a Wednesday night in the strip club parking lot cheap. Uh, I got a story about that, Mike. Uh, you remember uh, Silky's? I, do they even still exist? Does Silky's still exist? Um, is Silky's the place that was in, um, um, not downtown, but, um... They were uh, in the Rock. Or the shitty uh, club in the Rock. No, no, I've never, I've never went there. I never heard of it. I think the only place I knew that was ever Mickey. The, the one big one there. 
The Club of is still Club there. That's the only one I've ever known. No, Silky's is like bullet wounds and C-section scars, man. Mm, yeah, no, never went there. Well, uh, so let's hear your story, though. <laughs> you know, my, I, I had a buddy that, you know, let us know that on a slow Tuesday night, the hands limit was waived at Silky's. So, uh, champagne room, you can go all in, brother. Mm-mm-mm. Missed opportunities. Missed opportunities. And, uh, you know, I was young and unwise back then and did not spend the $5 for the champagne room blowjob. I should have. I should have spent the five bucks. But I did feel weird because there were two other guys getting serviced in the room simultaneously. And I don't know. I ended up just talking to the to the chick. She was a um a a big gamer chick, believe it or not. And at that time, you remember the arcade game Primal Rage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had a thing for Vertigo. The 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 very wiry serpent. She had like this strange, strange thing for Vertigo. But we we talked Primal Rage, and you know, it was bizarre because getting a lap dance, talking about Primal Rage, strangest lap dance of my life. Um, later found out that she went to the same college that I did. And uh, we went out a couple of times afterwards, but we met at Silky's. I still dated her. <laughs> what can I say? It says permanently closed. Oh. Bye-bye, Silky's. That is a shame. I mean, you stuck to the floor in there, man. It, it, it was like old well, school okay. wooden floor with beer spilled everywhere. It just stunk like rank pussy and spilled liquor it was not a good place well just pull, it took me to like a google maps and there's a place maybe it's now been replaced by so potentially still the same establishment just a different name it, it very well could be um i hope they raised their class of of lady it was like the training session it, it, and even when i dated lady vertigo we'll call her um that was actually her screen name too Back in the Yahoo Messenger days, Lady Vertigo. Well, um, let, me just, let me read you this comment here. 100% do not recommend. The girls are ghetto and rude, not even attractive. There you go. Yeah, sounds about right. Sounds about right. Lady Vertigo, um, not a looker. Uh, she, was, she was like an average girl. Nothing special, no boob job. Um, glasses and a ponytail type of girl. Not at all. Like brandy braids, shame. It is a shame. Many out there, like good old brandy. Well, it's good to know that Silkies is carrying on the tradition and filling up their stage with abominations. Speaking of abominations, we played Abomination now three weeks ago and kept punting it off the show, not because I think it was a bad game. Um, in true fashion. You and I lost pretty hardcore. I don't remember who won. Abomination. Um, yeah. Doug won. Oh, of course, you, Douglas yeah, won. If, if you and I didn't win, Doug won. That's, I feel like it's well, been more than three weeks. Albert was not there that night then. No, it was just us three when we played. So Abomination, Abomination, the heir of Frankenstein, is exactly what it sounds like. 
You are some sort of crazy mad scientist character card to determine exactly what level of crazy you have. And you are trying to reanimate a Frankenstein's monster with the help of the Frankenstein's monster who has sought you out in Victorian France. Was it France? I believe it was France. I think that's right. Yep. Yes. And you're going through uh, that era, Paris, gathering body parts through worker placement mechanics and activating body parts through absolutely random dice rolls. It is pretty much a straightforward worker placement game. It's building Frankenstein and Lords of Waterdeep mashed up together. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a very beautiful game. Uh, The components were top-notch. I liked that the Frankenstein's monster pieces were actually pieces. You collected heads and arms and legs and torsos, and the little details were there. All of the heads were different. All of the arms were different. All of the torsos were different. And you collected these by, you know, raiding different sections of Paris, be it the cemetery or a hospital or the town square when there happened to be a guillotine execution. And you, as the mad scientist or your minions, collected these body parts and assembled your monster. Um... In the end, the end game, I guess you could call it, is you want to bring life to your monster uh, through a mechanic that they call throwing the switch, which is really just throwing some dice and hoping for some really good rolls. Generally speaking, I enjoyed the game. I thought it was a little swingy on the dice rolls at the end. In fact, the dice rolls at the end were make or break for the game. It was almost as though performance during the game fell to second or third place behind the dice rolls. And that's my real gripe. I would love to see an expansion for this game that brings a mechanic that allows you to really cash in. Because obviously, if you have a living monster, then your monster is worth more points. But the crux of the game is not getting a living monster. The crux of the game is actually just getting a monster. Uh, I know you were having a tough time scavenging up parts when we were playing. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Doug kind of took ownership of the hospital, and you were able to get the the, the people who were massacred, whatever the case may be. So I had to suffer, like, deal with uh, just shitty corpses, not enough body parts. Not enough body parts to go around. Always a problem. I think there were, but we were reluctant to pay each other. Um, if, for example, if you um, want to take an action that another player has already taken, you have to pay them a toll, so to speak. It's like a rent. Um, and I, I know you did not want to pay any tolls. Nobody paid any tolls. I don't think the whole game, to be honest, maybe once or twice at the end. No, but it wasn't even that. Like the the hospital only had so many bodies and Doug got it to a point where he was able to take two bodies from it. I think there was one left. And then the back, I don't even know what the other one was called. The town square, I guess the, the town, town square. square. Yeah. It's just the way that it worked out. It wasn't every turn that there was bodies there and the way that it worked out when there were bodies there, I think you were first and you were able to get them each time. Yeah, I think for worker placement games, it's interesting because I don't often grab for first player. 
being first player in Abomination really makes a difference because it does give you first dibs on those warm bodies. And yeah. when you're putting together your monster, I honestly thought I was going to win. I, I really did. But when we moved into that end game, what killed well, it was me was dice roll. it was a hundred percent die rolls. And those dice roll points were worth I went back and looked. They were worth roughly sixty percent of the swing points in the game. So that was a bit much for me. And I, I like a little bit of random. I don't like random that derails strategy. And it felt to me like that random derailed strategy. And you only were able to get like one dice roll to turn to get the body um, alive. So, yeah, I don't know. Because I got two rolls early in the game. I started rolling early because I, I had that ability to keep the the electricity in there and I failed both of the rolls. So I was just like, shit. Okay. Guess I'm behind. Yeah, I, I wanted to love it. I ended up liking it with the caveat that man, those dice rolls need to be mitigated somehow. And I'm really hoping that an expansion down the road will fix that. Otherwise I think it's going to probably sit on the shelf for a while because there are other monster themed games that, uh, that might take precedence over that. Yeah, and man. let's face it, we're going to be cranking new games for the foreseeable future. So, wake up. Oh, I wish we had video for this. You look like a fucking tractor, Rando. You're one of the fucking bodies in the hospital, bro. But at least I did shower today. Well, that's, tell me about your night. Right direction. There's really not 4 much time. bedtime. Yeah, went, went to dinner with couple of buddies um, because I'm moving so they took me to dinner so it was in the city and yesterday was what we call light up night here so it was going to be a lot of people in the city so I left a lot earlier than I probably needed to so I started drinking a lot earlier than I probably needed to dinner, we had reservations at 8 o'clock at that steakhouse in the steel whatever it's called the new one. I don't even know what it's called. Stevens, whatever it's called. Eight o'clock. They didn't sit us until after nine. It was like nine, ten, something like that, that we actually got seated. It was awful. But bad choice going at the beginning of sparkle season. Uh, I, I mean, the meal turned out pretty good, and then just me and one other buddy, we said, fuck it, let's stay out. Went to the casino, and uh, yeah, I mean, drank a lot. Lost some money. On my way home, and then today, and my problem is when I get home after that, like I don't think to like, hey, let's drink a lot of water, or let me drink a Gatorade, or let me take a Tylenol. I just go, I'm going to fucking bed. Boom. Uh, no, you, you can't do that. I used to back in my uh, rock and roll days. I used to keep a like a two liter of water next to the bed. So that even when I would just roll in and crash in bed, at some point I could wake up and I could feel the twinges starting and I, I would just guzzle water. I actually kept saltine crackers and water next to my bed because that's what a fucking drunk does. And it, yeah. it, it saved my ass, you know. Now you I'm lucky, man. Now. Two beers in them. Well, yeah, I, on my first beer, I started feeling drunk. So, I mean, it doesn't take a lot for me to get tipsy. 
Orange juice and raw eggs, man. Never-ending story cure. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. No, it works. I'm telling you, it works. I don't give a shit if it works. I'd rather be hungover than drink raw (laughs) eggs. Just thinking about that makes you want to puke. You pour a glass of orange juice in your blender, crack a raw egg in that bitch, blend it up. You cannot taste the egg. Okay. It's the texture. The texture's not there because the whole damn thing's frothy. Yep, don't care. That sounds so gross. I seriously, you keep talking about it, I might puke. You know, it was only until later in life that I realized the reason that the father drank an orange juice and eggs. I just thought it was gross when I was a kid. And we rewatched it with the, the little asshole a, a couple, maybe maybe a week ago. And um, I was like, oh, yeah. Everyone in the family is depressed because mom's worm food. She's dead. And they're having a tough time coping. That's the whole point of the movie for the child. But that was a subtle tell for the dad that he also was having a tough time coping because he was drinking like a motherfucking fish. Orange juice and an egg. One time. Just try yeah. it next time. No, no I just need uh, maybe to stuff my fridge with some Gatorade, and I just need to make sure that I actually do it when I get home instead of just jumping right in bed. But I get home, I'm like, holy shit, it's 4.30. I got to go to bed, and then I just go poof right in bed. Right. Today, well, 11 yeah. o'clock, I wake up. My throat is, like, closed. I'm like, oh, man, it's <laughs> throbbing. And I don't even smoke anymore. It used to be worse when I smoked. I, those hangovers would be... Twice as bad, waking up from smoking a pack of cigarettes. I got to quit smoking, man. I'm waking up and all sorts of foulness comes out of my throat every morning now. Yeah, yeah, you should. And, uh, it doesn't fucking get uh, two years and it's still not easy. Like, I, I wanted cigarettes all day yesterday. Well, you went to, you were drinking and then you went to the casino. Of course you wanted a cigarette. I know, but you would think after a while... If you're not smoking for a while, you would get over that. But well, I went through those periods um, when the wives were pregnant, where everybody quit smoking, and then where we, you know, collectively as a family said, uh, we're going to stop smoking. And obviously, we went back, but I went through a long time, and I guess it's just my personality type that I can shut it off after probably the first week, but there are triggers. And I can tell you if I went to the casino, I could not smoke for 10 years, go to the casino and I would want a cigarette. I would be like that homeless guy. Yo, man, I'll give you, give you a dollar for a cigarette. Give you a dollar. Yeah. Those are my triggers is drinking and gambling. Those are the two things I really enjoy a cigarette with, but and yeah. of course those are the things that we really enjoy too. So we're <laughs> fucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Best part about Abomination for you, Mike? Well, you know, it's funny because you were just talking about it and I totally forgot how the game was played until you started mentioning it with the bodies coming up in the spaces and everything. But I don't know. I think it's just, yeah, I thought it was cool. The different, how you get the different bodies. There's just more of a story to it. Scientist getting bodies from the morgue so you can take it back to your house and experiment on it. I thought that's pretty cool. I, I, gonna, I agree with you on the dice thing. I wasn't crazy about the dice thing. Just I just had shitty die rolls, and it was like, yeah, ten points a, a roll. <laughs> I'm gonna jump in and and add something that we didn't talk about, but th- there was a lot of story behind it too. Um, there were story segments in the rule book 
that were all scrambled sort of choose your own adventure style so you couldn't go through and read them but they applied to the game there were um special scenario cards that i likened to like crossroads cards from the dead of winter series and the other crossroads games that if you drew as an event you held until someone did something to trigger it the game like i said i wanted to love it there was so much good in it but that last I would say 20 to 30 minutes. All of the work that you've put into the game is not as important as those goddamn dice rolls. So um, that's that's my huge, huge negative is the die rolls. I think the, the biggest positive is attention to detail for this game. Component pieces, the stories that we just talked about. Um, very, very well put together game but I think it might have fallen short on playtesting or they just didn't give a fuck. They said, we want dice rolls because, hey, you're building a monster. It might work, it might not. I've gone back and forth on that idea too. So thematically, I can understand it. But uh, from a gaming perspective, the dice rolls really, really shit the bed for me this week. Any any final thoughts on Abomination? Would you buy it? Well, no, because... You have 7,000 games. We'd never play a game <laughs> more than once. There's no point in buying it. If I knew, it was like, ah, oh, you know, there's a game that we would play multiple times. I'd play that game again. I mean, I, I thought that game was cool, but I know, I'm not buying it. When you find your new gaming group down in Carolina City, would you buy it for them? Or would you buy one of the other horror-themed games? For for that I don't sort know what of, I've played. I don't even know of the other games that I would have played that was horror themed. But now I, I probably won't buy it. Yeah. I mean, too many other games to play. I want to think that I I would still buy it, and I I really do. But knowing what I know now, I probably would not. That would be one that I would pass and encourage someone to buy. <laughs> that sounds horrible, but I would encourage someone else. That maybe is, and I would encourage someone else that would, I guess, appreciate it more to buy it. If you want to disagree or agree with us on our thoughts, Abomination, the Era of Frankenstein, hit us up, nerdcognitopodcast at gmail.com. I was looking through, we got a bunch of text messages this week on the number, Mike. No voicemails because they were all pussies, and um, we were multiple times referred to as homophobic assholes because of our thoughts about Forza Horizon 5 last week. If you didn't tune in, I'm not pulling the episode. Go go listen to it. I don't think there's a goddamn thing wrong with it. There are folks that are very upset because Forza Horizon 5 apparently pulls the name on file from a Microsoft account when you log in. I don't know. I haven't played it. Mikey's played it. And it says, hi, Mike. And some of our homophobic friends, or excuse me, some of our friends that think we're homophobic in the LGBTQIA plus ABCDEFG community thought that us saying that that's a little ridiculous is homophobic. Now... I don't know. I don't think it's homophobic. I think it's like 
so many other things going on in the fucking world to get upset about, really. You're upset that a video game, that they made a video game, and they thought it was actually probably pretty cool. Hey, this game is going to recognize your voice and or your name, and it's going to say hello to you. Like, who cares, man? Get over it. Well, um, dear guys, I guess that's us. We're the guys. I really enjoyed your first two podcasts. Until I got to your comments on Forza 5. I thought that it was incredibly insensitive to the LGBTQIA plus community that you did not understand the horror and mental trauma that could be inspired by a game dead naming you. Show some empathy. I think at least Mike can have empathy based on your show. Ryan, you've got a long way to go. You're both homophobic assholes. Fix it now. Hmm. There's a nice demand at the end, too. Fix it now. Uh, Did my parents write that? No. no. And and I know it wasn't my mother because uh, I would have gotten it in memo form. To Mike and Ryan, regarding Forza 5, subject, homophobic assholes. Oh, yeah. Sorry, listener, but uh, I'll be not going to fix anything now because I don't think anything's broken. Now, we're, we are just starting out, too, so we don't have a huge listener base right now. And I was looking at the number. You know, we're not Joe Rogan. OK, the number is 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 a three digit number right now of downloads. So. For us to get, what do we get? One, two, three text messages, all of which use the phrase homophobic asshole or assholes. That's so from three different people, I guess maybe we got to, you know, sit back and say, hey, if three people call us homophobics, maybe we came up with What are you thinking, Michael? We're, we don't need to sit back and say shit. It's probably the same person with three fake phone numbers that wanted that, you know, it, it crawled up of their manginas and, and put their, their titties in a twist. And I'm sorry, but you are right. There are bigger problems in the world. I'm sorry, but sorry. Hey, if it pulls the name from the Microsoft account and you didn't change your name, shame on you for dead naming yourself. Yes, it's your fault. I'm expanding my vocabulary now that dead name is in it from last week. But um, yeah, no voicemails. No one, no one wanted to go. I did text back the the big long winded one that I just read, and invited he, she, him, they on the show to to uh, give us their perspective, and no response, no response. Like seventy percent of my dates with the follow up text, no response at all. It was a a big conversation topic. Um, at dinner yesterday was um, make enough money you should be just banging bitches left and right it was a conversation talking that two of my bu- two of my married buddies were telling to me and my other you know not married buddy that you guys should just be yeah we have money you should just be throwing money you know fucking these hot girls you know, you know like, I love hearing married people have you know wife and kids wanting to live vicariously through you telling you to do this to oh if i was you i would do, be doing this i would be doing that i'm like okay well what am i doing wrong i'm telling you what stocks to buy <laughs> uh, 
that's what I'm more interested in. I mean, if I wanted to vicariously, you know, I don't know that I would vicariously live through you. I do enjoy my hair. Uh, but, you know, nothing, nothing on that one. He really is hungover, guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm very slow today. Um, head hurts to think more than usual. If I were so unhappy in my marriage, I mean, it's not hard. And I'm embarrassed to say that there have been situations that have arisen in the past where I've looked outside and got caught and thankfully have been recovered or it was an ex-wife and it doesn't matter. But if you're that unhappy, go, go get it. I mean, it's not that difficult. Are, are they like trolls or something? Who, my buddies? Yeah. I mean, they're uh, good-looking yeah. guys. I consider uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to be the ugliest guy in the room. I think, um, yeah, no, they were just busting me and my buddy's chops because my buddy's not, he's been divorced now for, God, I don't even know, I guess it's a year. It's, it feels like it hasn't been that long, but he hasn't, like, you know, dated again since. Oh, um, I, I would be busting his balls, too. Um, yeah, so they're busting his chops, and then they throw me in the mix because the girl I'm dating, you know, lives, you know, far away. Yeah, but he, he's not dating or fucking or anything? Uh, no, he hasn't. Ugh. I remember when ex-wife and I separated. How many nights, Mike? How many nights did I gap? Now, I'm not proud of what I did. I definitely went hogging on this one. But how many nights? I don't know. One? Uh, it was two nights. Night number two, I went to uh house. And uh, Katie apparently ate three small children since I knew her in high school. But I uh, still got the job done. I did. Yeah, yeah I'm surprised my buddy hasn't uh, much yet. But well, He needs yeah. to go to, what was it, Diamond Glitters <laughs> on a Tuesday night. Old Silkies. Old Silkies. I'm sure he's Old... $20 a go far there. Well, you know, inflation. So let's let's call that nineteen ninety nine was the five dollar blowjob. Everything doubles every twenty years. It's a ten dollar blowjob. Well, now I guess it's we should go up, right? Now it's a forty dollar blowjob. No, five goes to ten, right? Oh, it used to be. It used to be five. Oh, okay, it was sorry. five bucks. Five Please bucks say. on a slow night at Silky's. All right, let's take That's a look at the news. His money well spent, no matter what. <laughs> oh, entertainment news this week, Michael. As expected, Ghostbusters Afterlife, which I, I probably will go see, just because it's Ghostbusters, topped the box office this weekend. Did you see the living abortion that was the 2016 Ghostbusters? No, is that the the female one or no? It, and it's not because of the females. I, I'm going to say that up front before we get more homophobic text messages. Um, yeah, it's no. not because of the females. It was just a bad movie. It was bad all the way around. And there was that one woman that was playing Slimer that was terrible. But um, yeah, I have not seen it. I've only seen the you know the original ones, and that's kind of how I want to keep it anyway. 
Well, th- this one still has the original cast plus the new generation, so to speak. It's the passing of the torch. Um, just, it just sounds like it's going to be really. I was going to say it sounds like it's kind of corny. Who's in it then? Uh, I mean, the one guy's dead, right? Uh, yeah, Harold Ramis is dead. Dan Aykroyd, um, Ernie Hudson, and Bill Murray reprise their roles as Dr. Peter Venkman, Dr. Raymond Stance, and Winston Zedmore. Um, there are supposed to be a couple of throwbacks and homage cameos, probably with, and, and I don't know, tape or references to Harold Ramis. Um, but, you know it does fall into the pattern of nothing new is coming out. That's worth a fuck. As far as movies, we need to just stop remaking movies guys. Yeah, hopefully it's good. I would, I mean, those, the original ghostbusters are obviously like cult classics. Everyone loves ghostbusters. So if you're going to put those guys in it, hopefully it's, it's decent. I mean, for Bill Murray to do it, that's pretty huge. Cause he's highly, highly selective with what he does right now. But, you know, I probably will go see it. Um, okay, you I say mean, go see it. You're going to go to the movie theater to see it? Uh, if I had a, a night away from the child, I probably will go to my television and to see it. And and see it. You know, you're just pulling back the curtain all the fucking time, Mike. No, I'm not going to go to the theater. I don't like people. Well, that's what I was asking. I, I and I haven't been to a theater in a long time, and I really have no desire to go to one. But I'd rather just sit in the comfort of my own. I'm getting again; it's age because I don't enjoy going to sporting events anymore. I'd rather just watch them at home because it's usually cold weather, dealing with people. I'd rather just watch it at home. Same thing with a movie. Put a drink, yeah. make some snacks, sit back, watch a movie. I can pause it. Do whatever right. the fuck I want. Uh, I think that that really, really hit um, when Beth and I started dating. Um, so we're talking. 10 plus years ago, uh, we just said, you know, there's no need to go and do these things. Uh, I remember she said, Ryan, you're a fucking dork, man. You've got this surround sound. You've got a big TV. We don't need to go to the movies. I think the last movie that we went to that I can remember was Black Swan. So that's that's the last time we had a date at the movies. It was black. The crazy black uh, ballerina. Oh Who yeah. Was- Natalie Portman and Natalie Mila Kunis, Portman. both of them being sexy as hell. I like them both. Yeah. Yeah. I can't tell you the last movie I've seen in a movie theater. It's been a lot. The only time I've ever go to a movie, it would be like to go on a date. And it's been a long time since I've been to a movie. Yeah. I, I, I think that the last time I regularly went, and I wasn't like, you know, there's guys that'll go twice a week um, to the movies. I don't think you ever met him, but there was a guy that I used to game with named Um, He would go three times a week to the movies. He saw everything that came out, good, bad, and and everything in between. And I didn't understand it. Uh, I thought it was a huge waste of money, but that's also why... He lived in a shitbox apartment and had a shitbox car and wore cardboard clothing. But he went to the movies wait, three what? times wait, a week. Was, was that last part? He cardboard wore cardboard clothing. Uh, oh there was God. no, no this is, in all seriousness, there was one time that uh, he had an accident 
on a night much like you had last night. And uh, there were still options available as far as, bro, we can go and get you some pants. You can go get a pair of shorts from the 7-Eleven. You can go into the 24-hour CVS and get, like, jogging pants. No, 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 I, I'll just wear this this box that I found in the in the, in the in the street. And he punched two holes in the box and wore the box home. You got some weird friends, man. <laughs> well, he's not my friend anymore, and that's why I'm telling this story. Fuck you. Um, but I don't have a reason to to hate. Just one of those people that's moved on down the road. You know, ebbs and flows with life. Likes uh, going to the movies. He likes going to the movies. I guess that's that's what I'm saying. And he um, apparently did really well for himself. I don't know how. Well, I do know how. She's ugly as sin. But he 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 found love with a uh, with an attorney girl, and uh, he no longer works. He is the house boy. So good for you. I rescind my fuck you. You're you're doing us two favors. You're. You're standing up for men that don't want to do anything everywhere. And you took that ugly piece of meat off the market. So double bonus. For him, living the dream. Yeah, he's good for him. And he's happy. And that's what that's what really counts. Here we go. As a follow-up to last week where we were, quote, homophobic assholes, unquote. Forza 5 had the biggest launch week in Xbox history. With over 10 million players. What did? Forza Horizon 5. It had one of the biggest in Xbox history. Had the biggest launch week in Xbox history. Uh, Forza Horizon 5, according to Kotaku, is a very popular game. Your Twitter feed, no, no, off of that fucking bird, might be currently filled with people sharing screenshots and videos from the open world drive them up. Mine is, well, I'm sorry if that's what's in your Twitter feed. And now it's been confirmed that the latest Forza title has become the biggest launch in Xbox history, with 10 million players in one week logging on to race around Mexico. So... Last week's story, I immediately quit Forza 5 because it was insensitive to my female charms. Apparently, I made the comment that rattled a few cages that all three of those people quit playing right away. It's starting to sound like I was right on the money. All three of those players quit. Uh, 10 million people one week logging on to play. That's pretty big. It's crazy. That is huge. Good, good um, for them. I wonder because Halo is coming out soon. Um, it's already out for the multiplayer, but I think that game comes out in December. I wonder if that'll outdo it. It'll be it'll be interesting because I know there are people that exclusively shy away from FPS. They're like shooter, no, not playing it. But there's also a rabid fan base. We'll see. I think Halo is going to outdo it. That's crazy though. I mean, the game. I don't know. I, I think the game doesn't have a lot of staying power. Decent for a few days. That's what you were saying last week. You played it for a few few days, and that's it. That's it. Done. I did. What was that game that I brought up? Though? What was that game I brought up to you? Uh, Wastelands. You said you didn't like it. The Wastelands 
three, but you said you played two. I, I played Wasteland 2, and it wasn't for me. I played Wasteland back in the day, Apple IIe we're talking about. And, um, yeah, I, it was, at that time, innovative and new and had stuff that you had not seen before. So when Wasteland 2 was coming out, I think it was originally like a Kickstarter, uh, I was all about it. And I was just sorely disappointed because I was disappointed because of the lack of evolution in Wasteland. They kept so many things from the original, which let's, let's be honest at that point in time, the original was, I don't know, 25, 30 years old that it felt dated. It was a slog for me to get through. And I probably put in 20 hours before I threw in the towel on Wasteland 2. So, yeah, uh, Wasteland 3, not even on my radar right now. Yeah, it looked pretty cool, but I'll take your word for it. Are you still playing Witcher, or you gave up on it? No, no, that's – I'm, I'm committed to to finishing the Witcher. It's um, – finishing it? Ooh. Ooh. Let's see, that's – you got a lot of – It's grown on me, again – my goal from now until, oh, I would say spring semester is over. So now till May is to go through and nail these games that I've either purchased or I wanted to purchase that were huge that for whatever reason I passed on. And Witcher 3 uh, is probably going to eat up a good chunk of time because uh, I'm starting to get into it. And uh, the more you play the more you appreciate some of those elements of the cumbersome controls. Now, it's not perfect, but yeah, I, I think I'll finish Witcher 3. I definitely do think I'll finish Witcher 3. Cool. Well, I'll let you pick the next article here. Do you want to go more down the LGBTQIA plus road as far as technology goes? Or do you want to take the exit off of this highway and talk about whatever the fuck it is i gotta remember what it was i have no short-term memory today do the one that you can't think of i'd rather stay away from the lgbt blah 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 <laughs> risk it i want to risk it or talk about what has geeks across the world throwing things at their computer so yeah tell me yeah yeah uh, it's, tell me what the, what what people are getting so upset about that throwing shit across the computer screen. Well, it's funny that, that I asked you, I believe off the air, it might've been on the air. My short term memory is so bad. If you watch star Trek discovery, I happen to watch discovery and I love it. And I know that that is a dangerous thing to say on the internet. Um, but there are a lot of fans that have evolved with star Trek and didn't get stuck in the past. But Star Trek Discovery has decided that Netflix will no longer distribute the fourth season as they have in the past worldwide. Previously, Star Trek Discovery was only available on the now defunct CBS All Access, which has morphed into Paramount Plus, the streaming service. But that was just in the United States. Everywhere else, it was on Netflix. Now... CBS says, eh, we're pulling it from Netflix. It's only going to be on Paramount Plus. 
here's the catch. Paramount Plus does not yet have full international distribution. So there is the possibility, and it is a good possibility, that people outside of the United States and Canada will not see Discovery until 2022. And it's set to start right now. This has sent the stinky black t-shirts into a rage, Michael. They are lighting up Twitter. They are lighting up message boards. Some of the Star Trek groups that I look into, you know, just to laugh and find a funny meme here or there or to make a joke about Riker fucking some sort of alien. They are on fire with hatred because CBS is supposedly putting profits first. So it was CBS's decision to take it off Netflix? It was CBS's decision to take it off of Netflix, and they are going to distribute it on their own streaming service, but that service isn't rolling out internationally. Uh, we'll, We'll call it six months, right? So six months, they'll have to wait. What do you think before I talk about this? I don't think much about it. <laughs> you got nothing. Find another show. I don't know. Right, find another much. show. I, like I loved uh, Game of Thrones. I didn't have HBO, so I'd watch it when I'd go to a friend's house. I wanted to watch it quicker, but it is, I made the decision. Who cares? Find something else. Well, there's, there's all sorts of angst. Uh, quote, what a dick move to announce this two days before the supposed European release date. This has no service to the fans. Now, I'm not a dummy, but there's two parts of show business. There's the show, and there's business. And I do appreciate business. I can't imagine they would have pulled the plug on this if they are losing any significant amount of money. And like you said, there are people that, let's face facts, if they want to see this show, they're going to see the show. These things called the interwebs can distribute a show. Um, Whether or not they see it through legal channels, that's another thing. Or they just wait six months. I, I don't see the angst. I don't see the rage. You know, I watch a lot of British TV. It's not always readily available in this country. A lot of times you have to wait. That's just part of it. What the fuck are you watching? Actually, we're watching All Creatures Great and Small. The reboot, it is another reboot of the, the 70s British comedy. And it's pretty good. I, I, I dig it. It's, it's very light. It's very much different from a lot of the other things that we watch. It's a, it's a good change of pace. What do you mean, f- fuck you, British TV? I didn't say fuck you, British TV, I don't think. But I said, what the fuck are you watching, British TV? <laughs> but... What, so now CBS is going to have their own streaming service or some shit. You said so. They like, do oh, have their own. They do. They have it. It's available now. You can sign up. Paramount Plus. Now, when you do like like when you do like Hulu, something like that, you get access to like CBS uh, shows. You now get is that access. all going to be separate? Well, everyone is starting to fragment. But like, say you do a Hulu or a YouTube Live. 
you get access to CBS, the broadcast, but Discovery has always been exclusively a streaming show. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, there's going to be so many streaming things out there. And it, like, it is, everybody's going to have so many different subscriptions. Well, that's, that's the thing, you know. I've always said, especially back in the cable days, I want to pick channels a la carte. And and now it's almost to that point where you are picking channels a la carte, but the channels still want to make cable money, <laughs> and and the two don't go together. Um, at some point, these networks are going to have to realize that what they lose up front in a base subscription price can easily be made up in volume, and we're gonna we're gonna have to see some of these subscription services either expand or become very very niche and if they become very very niche the cost has to reflect that too there's just so many right now and um you know i i'm just thinking off the top of my head if i go pull up all of the different streaming services that i want to pull shows from on my tv there's one two netflix hulu amazon those the big guys right um what else we got disney plus uh, if you're my mother, there's the Hallmark Channel, there's Discovery Plus, th- there's just too many. So the Hallmark Channel has its own streaming service? <laughs> they do, and my mother subscribes to it because she forces my poor, invalid, stupid father to watch Hallmark movies at least at least five a week, five Hallmark movies a week. And it's the same movie, just with different actors and different settings. It's the exact same movie. I had no idea that uh, there were that many out there at this point. I just have Netflix and uh, Amazon. The only reason I have Amazon is because I do Prime for their shipping. I don't even do it for the movie thing. Right. I only have Amazon, period, because it's included with Prime. We uh, right now have zero subscription services. So I... I won't bite on it. Uh, too cheap Jew card again coming out. Oh, please don't text me that I'm now an anti-Semite. Let's take a look. Next story. I think we're falling uh, flat here. Well, I mean, the big story, really nothing to talk about, is this freaking Rittenhouse uh, verdict. I don't even know if I want to go there. Uh, yeah, I don't. Obviously, that's there. Yeah, you know. They had their day in court. The court made a decision. It's time for the world to just move on, whether you agree or disagree. I, I, oh, wait, how about this? What is this Gislaine Maxwell shit starting to happen now? I wonder if they'll televise that stuff or if that'll be kept under wraps. Oh, that's absolutely going to be kept under wraps. Yeah, there, it's, it's, like, it's already started. I think they started picking uh, jurors or something already. That thing's going down, but you don't fucking hear anything about it. Well, there's probably a reason that I don't want to say because we'll get flagged as a conspiracy theory show. <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. how that goes. I shouldn't talk about that then, yeah. All right, looking through the news here. Why Jeopardy host Mayim Bialik allegedly isn't fitting in while working on the game show. New fan of Jeopardy, do you miss Alex Trebek? Uh, Jeopardy wasn't bad. I don't, again, I don't watch too much TV. Mayim yeah. Bialik's Jeopardy. I don't even know who the, who's. I don't know who Mayim Bialik is. 
Uh, Blossom. You remember Blossom and the girl from the Big, Big Bang Theory, which I never watched? Yeah. With the, with uh, so the big honking nose. So you're talking about the girl Blossom, the person who played yeah. Blossom? That's yes, the, the person, person that played Blossom. That's who that okay. is, the new okay. host of Jeopardy. Jeopardy is still on the hunt for a permanent host following the death of longtime quiz master Alex Trebek, and apparently isn't getting any closer with its part-time host, Mayim Bialik. The Big Bang Theory's actress is filling in to head up the iconic game show in the interim, but according to recent reports, she isn't quite fitting in behind the scenes and doesn't mesh with the culture of the series. A recent report alleged that Jeopardy! staff members are divided on whether or not Bialik is best suited to serve as the game show's permanent host. OK Magazine, there's, there's some reliable sources there, reported that insiders who alleged that while Bialik is performing her duties on the show satisfactorily, she's rather insistent on doing certain things her own way. This reportedly includes picking her own wardrobe and behavior that is said to have caused eye rolls from those working on the show. That doesn't tell me anything. That means in my brain that she knows that she cannot replace Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek is irreplaceable. It's kind of like when Drew Carey, now now we're on game shows, man. Uh, I can go for an hour. But when Drew Carey took over for Bob Barker, Drew Carey knew that Bob Barker was irreplaceable. So you have to make it your own. You can't just be a cheap imitation of what once was. Now, I've also heard that Bialik is in hot water because unlike most of Hollywood, she does politically lean to the right, and that is not fitting in very well either. But nothing concrete that I've read has come out. And it, it's always these stories like, she's not fitting in. She's not being nice. She's picking her own wardrobe. Yeah, that's, wow, she's picking what clothes she wears. That is so uncool. Get rid of her. Dare it's, she? You know, herself. Without getting pol political, this cancel culture shit has got to go. We can't be carbon copies of one another. There are people that hate us and text us that they hate us, but I still want to hear their opinion. Whether I agree with them or disagree with them, they're allowed to have that fucking opinion. And th if their opinion is that I'm a transphobic asshole... Great, back it up, tell me why. And if there's something legitimate there, which there isn't, we'll talk about uh, our, our tranny friend that played D&D &D with us about three years ago. Has it been three years now? It, it's been three years, yeah. Since, but, wait, uh, but wait, he wasn't a tranny. I was thinking well, of someone different. He was just a, he was a dude, right? He was a transsexual. Transsexual, not a... Yeah, he I, identified... I don't know he identified as a woman. He didn't have any replacements. No replacements. And he had two girlfriends. So, yeah. pulling puss, being a woman. Mm -hmm. But no, like, whatever. That didn't impact our ability to have a good time and play with him. <laughs> that sounds really Dungeons and Dragons. Right, 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 right. 
Right, right, right. I don't even know where I was. I'm just going to the next news story and the last news story for the night. Man, it's been a shitty week for news. We can always talk about it unfathomable. Woman completely owns Date, who accuses her of being a catfish by proving he's the one who's lying. After being insulted by a potential love interest who called her a catfish, one man or one woman reversed the roles on the rude man. 28-year-old Paris Campbell from New York matched a guy on Tinder who took it upon himself to insult her appearance, but she got the last laugh taking to her TikTok platform. Paris revealed that it was the man who was the catfish after he lied about his height. Oh my god. Mike, I don't think I could date if, if Beth leaves me. I think I'm just going to become a Ken doll. I don't think I could date anymore. I, I've officially aged out of dating. I Well, dating is rough, man. Do you dating do this on? I mean... I don't do it, anything. But, uh, Tinder, in my mind, it. is good for one thing, and it's not finding a lifelong partner. It's right here. Like, like I don't know. I, I want to meet, you know, a friend of a friend or work with somebody. I don't even know if I want to work with somebody anymore because that's so goddamn dangerous. Or, or have a common interest or bump into someone at a mall if the mall's still open with more than three stores. Am I just a bitter old man? No, I mean, God, fucking dating. Just think about it. Just the the whole idea of having to go out with somebody you don't know, and it's that awkwardness, and Ooh, you know, what are you into? What am I into? Like, ugh, and just do it over and over and over again. Find the right one. Nah, rough. It's a rough world out there. So that's why I don't even I don't knock my boy for not getting back out dating. But yes, I do think he should be. Um, spending some money and getting some prosties. See, and I, I have an issue just paying for that. I, I, I can't pay for that. Part of the foot. Hey, one, one way or the other, bro. One hey. of the. Well, I hear you. I hear you. But one of the fun things of dating is getting the payoff. Uh, you get over that real quick. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was just my mindset. It's been so long since I've dated. I maybe I don't know. Uh the last story. Finally, because. Man, I feel like this week's news has taken forever. There's nothing going on, which I guess is a good thing, right? There's there's no, no one peeing into the mouths of a fan this week. Showed my buddies that over dinner. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I, I watched it like three or four more times just because. <laughs> uh, a woman has gone viral on TikTok after tattooing her own face with freckles. The woman known as Jamie Two posted a video of her tattoos on her TikTok account, where it has been viewed over one million times. Jamie, who is from the UK and a mother of one, wrote in the caption of the video, If I don't laugh, I will cry. In reference to her new freckle tattoo, she says, It's okay, they will fade. As she faces the camera, however, you see that her freckle... Tattoos have not faded. Nah, I think I fucked up, she writes. People were shocked by Jamie's DIY tattoo, which she created using black ink and a needle. 
She posted a video of her doing the tattoo live on her TikTok account, responding to users that they would soon fade. But so far, they have not. Not only was the tattoo design supposed to look like freckles, they are also star constellations. <laughs> is there a picture of this chick? There is a picture. I'll, I'll share my screen with you here. Well, she got her million views, so I mean, I guess she got what she wanted. She got her million views for sure. A lot of fucking views. That is that is a lot of views. There she is. I gotta watch it. So she's all tatted up anyway. This is no big deal to her. See, I hate these things that they're doing. This is all I see pop up now. Like I'm only thing I ever. I feel stupider having watched that. Well, I just go through Facebook, and they all, now they have all these things. Just, I guess maybe it's a TikTok thing. Do they own TikTok, Facebook? No. Okay, so every time I'm on Facebook now, it, it has like a reel of things like that. It's all these people, are, you know, just acting out something while there's like, you know, a voiceover or something in the back or a song in the back. It's like, what the fuck, man? It's like grown adults. Like, I don't know. It's just weird to me. I can't wait until whatever replaces TikTok hurries its ass up and does it. Let me continue. Since posting the video, Jamie has claimed that she has had five influencer offers presented to her. So we can't make 200 bucks to pay for hosting for this podcast. But this dumb bitch has five influencer contracts. Well, let's, let's, why don't you, uh, next show, you tattoo your own face. Maybe we can what get am I going to tattoo on my face? Homophobic asshole. Let's just <laughs> tattoo a couple freckles. And I would need more than the 200 bucks. Let's face it. And, you know, again, she may not be a 9 or a 10, but she's not hard on the eyes. Yeah, she's not. She wasn't awful looking. She is tatted uh, up. So. Do you so not, you not dig, dig the tatted up chicks? No, I, I I dig them all. Yeah, I mean, they've all got one important part, and no matter what they look like, if you tilt your head to the side, it always smiles at you. Speaking of smiling at you, Mother Hydra and Father Dagon are grinning under the ocean because their hybrid and their cultist sunk the SS Atlantica this past Friday night in my basement. Stay in. Unfathomable. Mike, tell, tell the folks, since I'm biased, tell them about Unfathomable. Unfathomable? I can't even say it. Unfathomable? Unfathomable. <laughs> um, okay, so we played with, what, four people? And throughout the game, you're going to have one bad guy Let's say two bad guys. Really, two bad guys. It is a trainer and, mechanic game. I, it, let's let's be honest. It's Battlestar Galactica, the new version. If anyone's played Battlestar Galactica, right? So you don't know who the the bad guys are, and you have objectives to try to get the ship. You're on a bit. You're on a ship. The board is a ship, I guess, or a boat. It, it's it's a steam liner, and you got to get it from point A to point B. Survive, keep the boat intact, and one person is trying to do the opposite, and another person is also trying to do the opposite, but he has to do it at like the end, like the final turn or some shit. That's the only difference. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's pretty cool. The the people who are the bad guys got to kind of 
hide that they're being bad and fake that they're helping and and everything else so you don't know who they are right away but ryan was the bad guy and it was obvious on like turn one that he was the bad guy everyone knew he was the bad guy on turn one now now let me let me defend myself here i am always accused of being the traitor in any traitor game it's kind of an inside joke. So whenever I am the traitor, it just reaffirms the fact that people will always suspect me as being the traitor. No, it was obvious. What did I do that was so obvious? It was like, because you were the captain, and on the call, on the story cards, a lot of times the captain gets the choice to pick whatever course you go. And one of them is usually worse than the other one. And Ryan just obviously was picking like the worst ones. I was like, dude, why would you pick that if we're trying to win? And you did that at like turn one. I was like, no way. He's well, a bad guy. Well, now here, here's here's the kicker. Um, you get two loyalty cards that tell you whether you're the good you're guy the or the bad guy. guy. I was a human, which is the good guy. Lie. No. I was a human until the second loyalty card. That second loyalty card was the hybrid card. Live. There's no way. He was the hybrid from the get-go. He was making bad decisions from the beginning. My share of bad decisions in my life. But I I promise you, I did not get that loyalty card until halfway through the game. So if you thought that by good decisions, no wonder I always ended up in the brig when we played Battlestar Galactica, regardless of whether I was a human or not. My good decisions apparently seem really bad. I apparently must come off as a bad person in general. I don't think they're bad. Just it was like you know, uh, choose option one and lose one fuel. Or to choose option two and risk four passengers and load the decks with monsters. You're like, ah, we're going to go with option two. It's like, wait, what? The only <laughs> what? time I chose the worst option was to advance us. There's certain amounts of movement. The game requires that the ship move 12 increments. And... Uh, there's the option to move two, three, or four increments, and you have to make a choice between two of those choices. So they're they're random card draws. And I had a two and a four. And the only time I made the tougher decision was when it was a four. And again, when I was a human, when I was the good guy, when I was the bad guy, I thought I was making bad decisions, and apparently they looked fine. I thought it was pretty obvious that you were the bad guy, but I still, like, I had the ability to look at the one person's loyalty cards, and I still chose to look at your cards, so I needed to confirm it. And that was a mistake. But easily. If you would have looked at someone else's loyalty cards and found out know. that someone was an absolute good guy, I think you guys would have won the game. Either way, I would have found out, right? Absolute good guy or cultist, and I would know the other person's the good guy because I was locked in that you were the bad guy. And when I, you know, so I knew that you were the bad guy. Then I was like, I can't, sh- I didn't like I could show your card to anybody. So it's just, they're going to take my word for it anyway. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to share that you're the bad guy. I want you to think that I'm the, the cultist. 
and I wanted to. Extend. You knew you were not the cultist. See again, I feel like I. I don't know. I feel like you. At least for another round, you thought it was. I thought no, there there was a position where I knew what Bert had to play because he only had one card, and there were too many helpful cards in for you to have been the cultist. I also knew that you were trying to get me to think that you thought, or that I thought you were the cultist. Um, so I went with that and um, knew that you would do certain things to try to convince me that you were the cultist. And that's why I brigged Doug when I did. Uh, for those of you that have never played Battlestar Galactica, it is a hidden traitor social deduction game where anywhere from three to I think it's six players um, are trying to in Battlestar Galactica, save the Galactica in unfathomable. It's three to six players that are trying to complete a journey to Boston. And there is a hybrid, which is a deep one hybrid for those of you that are familiar with the Cthulhu mythos. And there is a cultist of Dagon and or Hydra. And those are the hidden roles. The cultist and the, and the hybrid are obviously trying to sink the ship. Uh, it, it's an interesting dynamic because the hybrid just wants to sink the ship. The cultist wants to sink the ship specifically in the point in time right before the humans win the game. And this is all accomplished through card play and bluffing and social deduction. Unfathomable is incredibly streamlined from Battlestar Galactica. Uh, Battlestar Galactica had a lot of fiddly parts, tons of, of spaceships and Cylon movement. It's all been whittled down, but not watered down in Unfathomable. Uh, the thing that I really liked about Unfathomable was Battlestar Galactica and Unfathomable both are equally long games. BSG feels like a long game. Unfathomable was incredibly smooth and flowed, and the play complemented the story. I think a lot of that has to do with less parts to move. I think a lot of that has to do with some streamlined rules. But all in all, I, I can't say anything bad about the game. Mike, best part of the game for you. Yeah, just playing the cards, trying to figure out who the, the bad people are. And also, if you were the bad person, trying to, you know, trick trick them. Even though I was good, so I didn't have that opportunity. But um, I don't know. Like you said, it played really, really smooth. I thought it flowed really good. Um, there were really no stops. We just kind of went from turn to turn to turn to turn and just kept going. So I thought it played really, really good. You're right. I mean, when we were done, I was like, holy shit, it's 12 o'clock. Didn't feel like it was that long. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's a really fun game trying to figure out who the bad guy is and who's trying to screw you and then trying to convince your friends who the bad guy is. It's, it's, it's a good time. I enjoyed it. Worst part of the game for you. I don't know that I had a worst part of the game. Too many sea creatures. I don't know. It seemed pretty easy to lose. Like, well, I, I think all it's... it took is one turn and, and yeah, essentially it was like one turn. Everything was smooth. Then one turn, we had a whole bunch of creatures on the boat. We were able to attack, and then the next turn, it was like they're attacking again, and that was all it took. Six damage to the boat, it was done. It was a dice roll, maybe, for damage to the boat. I think that would be better. But I, I like the fact that it wasn't a dice roll. You really do have to be proactive about getting those monsters 
off of the ship before they get to the interior of the ship. Um, I also, I mean, my gripe is I want more. I want more players. I want more locations. I want more. I don't have a specific negative to this. And that's not something that I very often say. Definitely, I'm I'm glad to own it. I'm going to start pimping it out, fire up the 3D printer, probably get a custom case for it. It's it's that good. It's definitely going to be a top-shelf game in my collection. I assume you would buy one for your Carolina group? The group that doesn't exist. Uh, right. That well, would be a, that, yeah, that would be a game I would I would play with people. I think that's a good game. Yeah, I I I absolutely wholeheartedly endorse it and say get your copy now. We'll put a link to grab a copy from Amazon in the show notes. Interesting fact, I do like to patronize my local gaming store as often as I can because as a small business owner myself, I I do see the value in that. They were not able to get any copies of this anywhere near launch, and they weren't certain that they were going to get any copies, period, because of the supply chain crisis. So I ended up ordering it direct from Fantasy Flight. It is a little cheaper on Amazon the last time I checked, but I'm not looking every day because, you know, I've already got a copy of it. But I'll definitely put an Amazon link in the show notes so that you can pick up a copy before it goes away. Because I worry that with production of future board games, reprints are going to become less prevalent than they are right now. And this is definitely one that you do not want to pass up before it goes into reprint purgatory. So pick up a copy, use our link in the show notes. Speaking of link, if you want to support the show, go to nerdcognito.com and click on the support the show link. On that page, you'll find out all the ways you can support the show from becoming a sponsor to buying Mikey and I a beer, which we will happily drink while we are recording the show, to doing things that don't cost you a penny, including shopping on Amazon. If you click through our Amazon affiliate link, a portion of the proceeds from each and every sale will get kicked back to us so that we can A, buy Mike a new microphone, and B, pay for the hosting for this podcast so that we can continue to bring you quality programming for at least the foreseeable future. We definitely appreciate everything that you can do. So support the show. Use our link to purchase things on Amazon. Send us some cash through Venmo. Use our link to purchase from our affiliates, including Audible. And, um, of course, if you want to be a show sponsor, we have pre-roll, mid-roll, and post-roll ads that are available. Support the show, nerdcognito.com. Anything you want to bring up tonight, Mike? I'm feeling like this was kind of a blah week. My body feels blah. It was a blah week. I mean, Thanksgiving's coming up. So, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy Thanksgiving that. is coming up. You wanna yes. you wanna game on Black Friday? Um, potentially. Yeah, I'm thinking we can do that and crank out a new game. I'm looking looking at the wall of shame here. I'm wondering if we should pull out one of the oldies but goodies that's still in shrink wrap, or whether we go with another new title. I'm always uh, 
game to get another new title. And I have some new titles that we haven't even touched yet that we can still take a look at. Lots of different options. If you have a suggestion for us, please, please, please email us, nerdcognitopodcast at gmail.com. If I own it, we'll play it. If I don't own it, you can send us a copy and we'll play it. There's all sorts of different options for you there. Well, I think that that is about it. We made it through the show without referencing porn stars all night long. Till now. And we actually started off by referencing a porn star. I said all night long. <laughs> Did it? Yeah, I mean, literally the very beginning of the show. You mentioned Brandy. You did. mentioned once. Once. Yes, 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 yes. So we didn't survive the whole show. Just letting you know. I said we survived without mentioning them all night long. So, uh, but one thing you can do for us all night long is make sure that you're subscribed and share the love of Nerd Cognito with all of your friends on the evil social media empires. Click that share button. Let people know that we're out there and we are talking to you. So I'm Ryan David on behalf of Just Mike. Next week, it's Turkey Week. We're going to try to get something on the table on Black Friday. Otherwise, we'll be back at you with whatever the hell comes up and the news. But until then, have a nerdy night. We'll see you guys. Nerd!